0: Cannabis Commerce continues to cultivate new markets for adventurous entrepreneurs. CannabisRadio.com welcomes the adventurous to Cannabis and Commerce, presented by GreenBiz.com. This show brings together cannabis entrepreneurs and industry experts to discuss today's important cannabis issues. Our discussions will chronicle the challenges faced by cannabis' owners and the battles surrounding cannabis nationwide. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Welcome to Cannabis and Commerce, where we talk cannabis business. Our show brings together cannabis business owners and industry experts to discuss the most prevalent topics and issues facing the industry. We chronicle the challenges of cannabis business owners, as well as the victories and future battles of cannabis advocates nationwide. I'm your host, Josh Miller, the Green Consulting Group. Uh, Today's show... Um, we will be discussing uh, overall issues facing the, the industry, but with the specific mind to insurance and, fa- and insurance issues facing the industry. Uh, today, our guest is J.B. Woods, who is the owner and president of Greenpoint Insurance Advisors, LLC, providing commercial insurance for the medical and adult use marijuana industry. Greenpoint started in 2009 and based in Colorado and has insured numerous dispensaries, cultivators, infused product manufacturers, and ancillary companies in the marijuana industry. JB, welcome to our show. Oh, Josh, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much. Very much appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. So you've been in this for, uh, for what, five years now?
2: Yeah, we had uh, started uh, back in 2009, and when I say we, we're actually a husband and wife team, so my wife, Mary, is actively involved in the industry. So uh, we are 99% reliant on the cannabis industry for our survival and future of Greenpoint Insurance.
1: Nice, and can you give us a a little Cannabis Insurance 101? What is the availability of insurance, some ins and outs types of coverages, and What what can I get insured? Okay, great question. Well, uh, first of all, when we started back in
2: 2009, this was prior to any sort of regulations. And at that point in time, it was really at its infancy. There was just a handful of commercial insurance carriers willing to provide this type of coverage. So when I say commercial, that simply means business, uh, business insurance. So when it comes to the types of insurance it's, it's really a broad spectrum at this point in time. Fortunately, when we were first starting starting out, it, it was extremely limited. But when you look at a basic business insurance policy, it's very similar to any other business. And you can even apply it uh, at a personal level when you think about you whether you own a home or an automobile. But insurance covers two different components. One side is liability. So that's one pillar. So when I say liability, that means something went wrong and somebody decides to file a lawsuit. There's some sort of negligence involved. And that insurance is responsible for providing that type of coverage or that type of claim. Okay. The other side of a policy just simply has to do with property. And that's the stuff that we own already. So when it comes to the cannabis industry, when you think about grow equipment, uh, closed loop systems, uh, the cannabis sure. itself, uh, that's the type of you know, uh, insurance that's available today. So I can, I can get my cannabis insured if I'm a business owner. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's always been probably one of the the biggest questions Uh, more frequently in the beginning. uh, A lot of the uh, operators were so skeptical. They'd always ask, are you sure that my cannabis is actually insured for theft? And I would said, absolutely. (laughs) It's covered. It is covered.
1: Uh, nice. I heard I heard JB speak recently at a cannabis business summit here in Denver. Uh, and JB, you listed a top ten list of claims. What are what are some of the major claims you see or or frequent claims?
2: Yeah, I would say the the most frequent claims has always been theft of marijuana. And, you know, my disclaimer on this is that I, I don't want the listeners out there to think that the sky is falling, that these claims are out of control and it's rampant. It's simply not. But theft of marijuana has been number one. I, I know that grow facilities are built like Fort Knox. I get it. But we've had a variety of situations such as cars, you know, being slammed through buildings or, you wow. know, somebody... Yeah, somebody uh, – we actually had one where uh, in a neighboring tenant, uh, the thief broke into the neighboring tenant and then tunneled their way into no way. the dispensary. No way. Yeah. So, wow. so talk about uh, innovative, right, and uh, <laughs> determined. Right, right. Um, absolutely. The, this, yeah, and then the second type of claim that we've seen is it falls under what's called employer liability, and that's really workers' compensation. So, okay. good news is, God forbid, somebody gets hurt on the job. You have insurance coverage for that. And then the last type of claim that sometimes impacts the insurance. Um, on the fringe is just simply contracts, and that could be a sure. breach of contract. Something goes wrong in a contract, so over the years, those have been the most common. And then there's some other minor type of planes that we've seen as well.
1: Sure. All right. So in a new industry, people are getting creative in how they uh, they vandalize and and steal. I guess. But uh, once again, to reiterate, you said the sky is not falling. Um, the sky and, and- is not falling. No Chicken Little here. Yeah, so the claims aren't just coming down day by day by day in in handfuls, right? No, no, not at all. I I
2: always tell people um, my relationships with the insurance carriers are, are very profitable. And and that's that's a really good thing because when you think about if somebody out there is contemplating right now starting a a, a marijuana company, which I highly suggest they do, um, due to the timing, that um, the good news is insurance is available because. It is so important to have because you need to operate because usually what happens josh is the a when a medical mar- or a marijuana operator finds a commercial space, usually what happens is the lease agreement triggers a re- a response for insurance, and that 's what gets the, right. the the process starting started excuse me
1: um so j b let 's speak more about contracts and policies whenever i 'm sure they're just Full of all kinds of complicated language. How do you how do you guide people um, through this process of getting insurance? Good question.
2: First and foremost, I'm I'm not an attorney. Um, that being said, I do have a fairly healthy understanding of contracts just due to the nature of my work. Sure. Uh, insurance policies are contracts. So th- my number one suggestion to somebody is that before they're signing a contract is spend the $250 or a couple hours of time with an attorney just to make sure that they understand what exactly have they've gotten themselves into. Absolutely. Because yeah, because obviously you know once a contract is signed, it's signed, and it's so difficult to go back and revisit the past and make those kind of changes. So you know a good example that I've seen over the years, and this is specific to such as lease agreements. So you went out, you found a commercial space, sure, and you signed a lease. Within that lease agreement, um, it's understood that the landlord is ensuring, or excuse me, is leasing space to a marijuana company they may put provisions in there such as maybe a personal guarantee. You know, mm-hmm. Perhaps they may uh, suggest coverages that are not even readily available
1: in the marketplace. So sure. that's, where an, sure. that's where an attorney can really help out. Absolutely. Um, any other types of specific issues that you can think of, the way policies have come to kind of bite someone in the butt later on? Um, I would s- say
2: sometimes we've seen situations with um, partnership agreements, And in a a partnership agreement, unbeknownst to the uh, one party, they may be assuming the liability of the other party. And we've actually seen some litigation arise from those types of situations. So in that scenario, the way that I look at it is one party is perhaps more advanced when it comes to understanding contracts, and the other party is less advanced. And so consequently it's, you know, they are at an unfair advantage in that situation. So again, you know, the message is is really clear. It, you know, most people don't enjoy contracts. It's, it's really worth the money and to be, spend
1: time with an, a great attorney. Absolutely. And I, you mentioned the term assumption of liability. I've heard you speak about uh, these JB three questions of insurance. Um, do you What are what are those questions and and what do they speak to real quickly before we go to break? (laughs) Sure.
2: So when I'm working with a potential client, there's three things that I always like to ask. What is the likelihood of something going wrong? So depending on the circumstance, whatever they're in, whether it's signing a lease agreement or getting ready to do business with with somebody, ask yourself the question, what is likely to go wrong with this relationship or this situation? The second question is, who is responsible when something goes wrong? And the third question is, is what is the strength of your position? And that means Self-assessment and looking at what kind of documentation do you have in place? What kind of insurance do you have in place? What kind of due diligence have you done in order to protect yourself should something go awry?
1: Yeah, no – that's amazing, and it seems to hit at all those hearts of uh, the the hearts uh, of questions that you would want to ask yourself before getting into uh, insurance and coverage and those types of contracts, making sure that you've teased out um, all the things you need covered and that they're covered properly before you you move forward certainly, certainly. I like it. JB, this is really great insight. We're, uh, we're about to go to a break. We, uh, we appreciate your time so far. Uh, when we come back, we're going we're gonna to get an overall impression from you of what's going on here in Colorado, some positives as well as some challenges for the future. Thanks again for your time. We'll be back shortly.
0: Cannabis and Commerce, presented by GreenBiz.com. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Looking to capitalize your cannabis business? You need the help of professionals who know the ins and outs of this industry and can help your business grow you need the green consulting group we grow cannabis based in colorado and working nationwide we are experts in business strategy and understand the intricacies of operating within existing regulatory structures of this burgeoning industry we offer business planning and market analysis dispensary and cultivation management marijuana license preparation and regulatory compliance services the green consulting group are your consummate cannabis consultants and advocates offering customized, cutting-edge professional consulting services to the cannabis industry. Find out how we can help you by visiting the Green Consulting Group at g-r-e-e-n-e-b-i-z.com. Green Consulting Group does not constitute legal or other professional advice on any subject and always recommends seeking the advice of independent counsel and business professionals. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. to sale, clicks to conversions and more. You're listening to the Cannabis Radio Network. The conversation continues. Welcome back to Cannabis and Commerce presented by GreenBiz.com only on CannabisRadio.com
1: Welcome back to Cannabis and Commerce with the Green Consulting Group. My name is Josh Miller. Uh, We have J.B. Woods with us here today. Uh, We've been talking about uh, the marijuana industry, insurance issues facing that industry um, and how people can better protect themselves uh, moving forward. Uh, JB, you've been in this industry really, uh, I mean, in the licensed business industry for marijuana businesses since the beginning. Uh, What are your just overall impressions about what's been happening here in Colorado based on your experience? What are some positives Um, and just what 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 is your take on all this?
2: Uh, Josh, I'm, I'm very excited, uh, about what's taking place today. Uh, the, you know, the fact that I have, I have a unique perspective because I was actually in the industry prior to any sort of regulation. Um, I remember my very first year in the industry. Um, my first policy was actually to an African American, uh, man who had actually been growing illegally for years and he had decided that he wanted to go legit. And so he leased out space, and he called my office, and he was looking for medical marijuana insurance. And at the time, I didn't really know if it even existed and what markets um, were available. And this one individual is what prompted me to, to really jump in wholeheartedly. And the thing that I remember most about my very first client was how responsible how diligent he was. I even remember when I sent out the insurance policy, he sent me an email asking specific questions about the policy. And the the point of this story is that here was somebody that wanted to go legitimate and he was being responsible. And when I compare that to a non-cannabis client, very few – have even responded when you issue a policy and ask particular questions. And what that has shown throughout the years, I will take anybody who operates a medical or recreational marijuana company and compare them side-by-side side to somebody who doesn't. That are, the cannabis operator knows so much more about laws, regulations, compliance, and how to effectively operate a company. And what I see transpiring today is, number one, it's just, it's getting larger. It's getting bigger. There's more people being attracted to the industry because of what's taken place in 23 different states, but specifically Colorado and Washington. and. You know, and think back, Josh. I mean, when you think back, like the internet, right? The internet first started, we were like, oh, wow, you know, what is this? You, know, you dial into something and you go find websites, right? At the time, perhaps, a lot of people were thinking, hey, I'd like to participate in this industry, but I really don't know how to do that. You know? Right, right. And, and here's the great thing about the cannabis industry. It's happening, it's happening right now. And for those folks that are contemplating saying, you know what, I want to jump into this, now has never been a, a better time. I look back on our very first clients who are still with us today who struggled, perhaps they were doing gross, you know, three hundred and fifty, five hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue. We now have clients approaching 10, 15, 20 million dollars a year in your revenue. Wow. And yeah. And, and that's the opportunity. So, you know, the message, um, on the upside
1: is it's not too late, you know, jump in, you know, now, I- I like that, JB. Um, I want to hit on that responsible note you made. um, But also, here you are, you know, you're telling people it is a a prime time for this. And I've seen it, too, uh, And what's going on all over the country. So, JB, I definitely want to come back to this uh, responsible uh, note that you're going on. I I mean, are you still seeing that with the, the majority of your clients? Do they have that type of responsibility that you experience with your first client? They do.
2: They do. Even, they're even more evolved at, at this point in time, Josh, and that's, that's the beauty of it. The folks who survived the last f- five years, they have the knowledge base in place. If anything, they're enhancing that knowledge, and they're now reaching out, and they're sharing that knowledge. And, Absolutely. and that's a wonderful thing, right? I mean, because how, how, how do we learn you know and just as myself as an example you know 4 years ago 5 years ago if if you would have called me and said hey i'd like you to participate in a radio interview the the truth be known is i would not be able to add any sort of value to the listener so therefore today 5 years later you know i want to share i want to open it up so people can learn at a much more rapid pace so right. you know so going back though when somebody's contemplating this industry here's the Here's the flip side of it, too. Here's maybe perhaps the challenges. I've presented to you the opportunity, right? The sure. wonderful opportunity. It's a unique moment in time. Absolutely. So the, ch- the challenges are going to be number one, you're going to work hard. Right. That's just kind of a that's a given right there. You have to go into the industry with the idea that you're going to work really hard. And when I say hard, that means you're going to follow all the rules and regulations. You're going to read them, perhaps memorize them. You're going to discuss those with an attorney so that you understand what exactly are the rules involved, the compliance issues. What do you need to do to. And I always like to say this to avoid chaos, because right. you want to avoid chaos. You want to do what you do best. And I guarantee you, most people that, that get involved in this industry, they, they have an affinity to cannabis, you know. Right. And they're probably either very good at growing it or working with the product. And they have a lot of wonderful ideas. You don't want to be distracted by that, you know, by your, by your goal, by being involved with perhaps a regulatory or compliance type issue. All right. So, so number one, you got to work hard. You're going to study and you're going to get, use all your resources. And yes, it is capital intensive depending on which channel you go, such as an infused products company or a grow facility or even a store or dispensary. All right. So, so those are the biggest factors that I've seen, you know, as far as upside, perhaps downside
1: to the industry. And uh, just to be clear, I mean, you talk about this prime opportunity and jumping in, but, but also this is where professionals like you come in. hand. Hey, if you're going to jump in, go talk to someone like you, talk to an attorney, talk to other experts in these fields, right?
2: Yes. Yes. Pick their brain. Allow them to share information with you. If they don't or if they're unable or unwilling to share the information, it may not be a good fit. And I always tell that to potential clients i 'm not the only insurance broker that happens to specialize in the cannabis industry there 's others out there and, and I understand that and I, I respect that actually. I want people to do their due diligence right. upon me and anybody they work with because it needs to be a good fit you know my My ideas and my methods have been proven to be successful in that I'm about education, I'm about service, and I'm about transparency. And, and that's a good thing because that's how this works and that's how it operates. And it goes back to what I said initially. My relationships with my insurance carriers are very, very profitable. There's a reason why they're profitable. There's a reason why claims are paid without the hassle involved. You know. Right. Now, think about that. Sometimes it's been suggested out there that insurance carriers don't want to pay claims. I'm here to tell you, when you do it the right way and you have a legitimate claim, they want to be paid. Otherwise, it leads to a variety of situations that, I, that are once again chaotic.
1: Right. No, absolutely. And that's insurance in many ways, like you said, is about avoiding the chaos. Um, JB, how, how um, has this industry benefited you personally, um, either financially or just with the way you spend your days, the people you interact with? Like, what has it done for you?
2: Oh, great, great question, Josh. I have loved every day of this industry. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. And I don't know how many people can say that when they wake up and they go to work and they go punch a clock, and perhaps they dread the entire day. And quite frankly, in previous positions that I've had, I've, I've been in the insurance industry for many years, but previously um, in those in a lot of those positions, I was just bored out of my mind. And <laughs> yeah, and today, granted, has it been hard? Yes. Have there been challenges? Yes. Have I learned a lot? Yes. God forbid, I have learned a lot. And so. I always like to kind of joke when, perhaps when I die and if I decide to be buried, I, I like to have my tombstone, you know, engraved with a giant cannabis leaf. And, and this was my contribution. This was really the, the meaning of my life. And in my final thought is my daughter is going to college here in a few months. And the marijuana industry is going to be providing, uh, really, or, or providing her tuition.
1: So. That's- that's Thank amazing. You. Well, I think it speaks to your integrity and, and your acumen as a businessman uh, and well and you and your wife and, and and the ways you guys have succeeded. That's really awesome. Uh, we're we're going to hit on maybe just a little more of that when we come back. Um, and then I think we're going to talk about some other challenges moving forward and what really is facing this industry as we go into this next stage. Um, JB, again, thanks for the time. This is Cannabis and
0: Commerce. We'll be right back. Cannabis and Commerce. Presented by GreenBiz.com We'll be right back, stay tuned Hi, I'm Montel Williams Most of you know me as a talk show host But I'm also an author, actor, single father of four A fitness writer, avid snowboarder And I'm also a medical marijuana patient Like many of the million people who are living with multiple sclerosis I'm in pain every single day and sometimes my nerves are so raw that if you brushed up against me in an elevator, I'd scream. I can't sleep at night from the pain, but sometimes the spasms in my legs are so intense, they will wake me up throughout the night. I've tried the strongest prescription medications available, and I'm going to tell you, they do not work. In fact, they leave me in a stupor, and most of the time, it's impossible to even live your life. Now, I've tried medical marijuana, and I'm going to tell you something, it works. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Every strain, every sale, every medical study. Keep it right here on the Cannabis Radio Network. The conversation continues. Welcome back to Cannabis and Commerce, presented by GreenBiz.com, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Cannabis and Commerce with the Green Consulting Group. Today, we've been speaking with J.B. Woods of Greenpoint Insurance Advisors, um, talking about all kinds of issues. Uh, when we left for Brig, J.B. was talking about um, some of the ways this has personally been it for him. And I want to touch back on that point you made about um, prior work. And I know you were in non-cannabis work on Well and maybe talk about some of that. But you said that work was boring and this has been exciting. Uh, which types of people are you meeting in this in this new industry that is arising?
2: Sure. I'm I'm meeting today, Josh, some of the the best people that you could possibly meet. Um, Sometimes what happens when you're dealing with regulation, uh, one side of the camp may say, hey, you know what, I don't want regulations. Um, I can tell you prior to any, any sort of regulation, um, it, it really does become the Wild West in terms of the marketplace. So consequently, right. states like Colorado, Washington, who now have a regulatory environment for recreational, and then you have all these other states that also have a regulatory environment for medical cannabis. What it's doing is it's, it's attracting some really smart, bright people to the industry that want to add value. And so... Over the years, you know the types of people that we work, we 've worked with we 've worked with you know a former judge we 've worked with attorneys um, we 've worked with some very very successful uh, business owners who have literally billion dollar type companies who have been attracted to to the industry and so so that 's the good news because what ends up happening is you you get their their value their perspective of how to operate in the industry, along with, just as importantly, you need, you need the finances, you need the money, because right. early on, there was no money available. Today, there's a lot of money available for the cannabis industry. So again, so anybody out there is contemplating, saying, hey, I want to get into this industry, good news is, is more than likely, you're not going to have to go it alone. You may not have to borrow your credit cards or borrow from you
1: know, mom and dad in order to get started in this Nice. And uh, some of these events that you, you've you attended, like recently, the, the, the Business Summit, uh, what type of just feeling and vibe do you get at these events? Is there excitement in the air? There is. There is.
2: We, um, and we work throughout the country. We typically go in on a referral basis. So we have clients throughout the country. And so the the common theme is incredible enthusiasm. It is almost like um, you know, the the, the the cork was popped from the bottle when I'm dealing with people, especially when they're especially when they're uh, they're just starting brand new. Uh, I'm thinking right. of somebody up in Washington State who uh, just is, is just getting their license to start a processor and cultivation facility, Very and nice. this individual is is effervescent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, every time I talk to her, uh, she's literally bouncing off the wall, and it has nothing to do with cannabis. <laughs> you know, right. it's, it meaning meaning she ha- she's not been consuming cannabis all day, and that's the reason why she's bouncing off the wall. She's bouncing off the wall because of natural enthusiasm. I love that, and, and I and I, I, rem- I remember that in so many times over the years, seeing people say, "Hey, you know what? I want to get involved in this industry because I've, I I want to find my voice, and that's very important." And right. that's what it does. You find your voice, just like I did.
1: Absolutely. And you found, you found a really great one. Uh, and I think <laughs> there, there is. There's, a, there's something behind just the, the energy that comes um, from being the captain of your own soul and doing your own thing or doing something that makes you excited uh, and gives you meaning in life. Uh, I think we all need that. I think that's one of those things we're looking for. Um I, Absolutely. Real quickly, before, before we head out, we have a few more minutes. Um, can we talk about some issues you see facing the industry moving forward, some things we should all keep aware of, um, and then may get some closing thoughts from you as we as we close up.
2: Sure. Well, I, I think inherently you're going to see obviously more competition, right? I mean that's just a given um, because of how attractive the market is. So what that means to the individual operators –
1: So, JB, we have a few more minutes, and as we close out, um, let's touch on some of those uh, future issues facing this industry. What are industry leaders and players, what are they concerned about moving forward? Sure. So,
2: on one side of it, there's an incredible opportunity right now. We're We're still at our infancy, whether it's on the medical or even on the recreational side. But if you're new to the industry or you have an existing operation, what I'm seeing across the board is that, Number one, you have to offer excellent products and services. I mean, that's business Absolutely. 101, right? So the products that you're offering, whether it's the flour, you're growing the best marijuana that, that that's available out there. If you're an infused, infused products company or edibles pro, um, company, your labeling, your packaging, all that is really, really Definitely. tight. Because you want to distinguish yourself in the marketplace. Secondly, you want to take a look at what you're doing in terms of your online presence and your marketing. Very important. The more that you do now, the better. Better position you will be in the future as far as the internet. And what do I mean by that? Perhaps you hire somebody in your operation to do blogging. Perhaps you hire somebody to do social media for you. Those are all very, very important because again, you're putting that information on the internet and you're protecting your brand. Alrighty. The third area that I see that's very important is consider consider hiring somebody for compliance. Alrighty. I mentioned early on, right? You know, we're in a regulated environment have somebody there that their responsibility and job is just simply compliance so that you avoid the chaos, you avoid the problems there's a saying that I've always said over the years "The devil is in the details more so in this industry all righty so that is very, very important that that compliance person is really about all the details. All righty The other area is if you're operating in Colorado or Washington or Massachusetts, look at expanding. Alrighty, look at perhaps self-containing, meaning if you're in Colorado and you, have an, you don't have an infused products company, perhaps you incorporate that into your operation. I'm seeing that happen more and more where people say, you know what, I have a great brand, but I also want to go into Infuse and I want to incorporate that so that I protect my brand consistently throughout the organization. So those are some of the things that I'm seeing. Um, and they're, yes, they're challenges, but they're also opportunities.
1: Absolutely, JB. You have been phenomenal. We're we're gonna have you back at some point and have you re reoccurring on our show. Real quickly, I want to give you a shout out. You um, can visit JB's website at uh, marijuana dot com. JB, are you getting a new website too? Um, I'm working on actually several different websites
2: as we speak because uh, my uh, part time job per se is I, I actually dabble in web development. So I love when that. I have
1: when I have free time, so to speak. <laughs> a jack of all trades. So right now, if people want to find you, they should find you at Marijuana. Yeah, insurance that, that'd be great, Josh. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Well, that's it for our show today. Again, JB, we want to give you a special thanks for joining us. Uh, My pleasure. A true, a true pleasure. Uh, and we are excited about tapping into this new industry. Uh, whoever you are, wherever you are, uh, just make sure that you're fighting for a little more freedom. Until next time.
0: The opinions and thoughts expressed by the Green Consulting Group and its guests on this radio show do not constitute legal or other professional advice on any matter. We always recommend that listeners seek the advice of independent counsel. The opinions expressed on this Cannabis Radio Network program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff or management of Cannabis Radio Network. Any rebroadcast or retransmission without proper consent of the Cannabis Radio Network is prohibited.